0: Hello 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 good morning afternoon and good evening wherever you're joining us from hope you guys are doing well and having a great week and upcoming weekend um yeah so yeah we're here for another episode with another eldest daughter you might remember her name and her voice from um a few episodes ago um i'm joined again by ridwan Hi, Ridwan. How are you? How are you? How are you, seeing? I'm good.
1: Thank, Thank you, you for having
0: me. Thank you for coming on again. Um, I think you're the first guest that we've had on twice. Um, so I'm really excited to for the audience to hear what this episode is going to be about. Um, so, yeah, just give us a reminder of um, what your eldest daughter experiences like so far how many siblings you have etc
1: I feel honored them um, here twice um so I am the oldest daughter of two um so I have a little brother and a little sister um so my experience has been looking up pretty much after them consider they me and my brother and sister we have like a significant age gap so 10 and 15. So, I've looked after them almost like a second mother to them since they were younger. So, it's,
0: it's been fun years. When you were growing up, when was the first, first like memory of when you realized that your life was maybe slightly different from your peers or like the eldest daughter role is different from what other people may have been experiencing?
1: I think it was back when my brother um, came about and I remember there was like a a place my friend wanted me to go with them, I think it was cinema or something like that, they wanted me to go with them and I realised I was like I can't can't go because I need to look after my little brother and my mom has like ever since my little brother has came about, my mom has often like been finding it difficult. And so I would help her cause she would also be looking after my sister. So it was like that moment when I'm like supposed to be going out, having fun, but I'm here with my brother and don't get me wrong. He was, he was very cute back then. He was very cute back then. Yeah. Um <laughs> Not so much now, but um they had their I moments they they do they do have this moment oh god um but I think it was roughly around that time when I realized like I always have to like consider the fact if I go out or do something my family needs to come along as well like I have to like schedule them in or I can't commit before anything so I think that was yeah my earliest memory
0: Funnily enough, that's also one of my earliest memories of being an eldest daughter. I vividly remember, um, I think we were in year eight, um, and it was that time when all of us, our parents, were starting to let us go into town, like where we lived, we call the city centre town. Um, we were allowed to go to town on our own without any like parents and we had made this big plan of what we were going to do like we're going to go to primark with with no parents it was a big deal and on the morning of it um we they were like oh well you can't go because your brother needs to be looked after and i think i actually really resented my brother when i was younger and living at home because i felt like he just made my life worse because I had to look after him instead of being able to do things with my friends but um obviously as you get older you realize like some of our parents may not have had any choice and this was their best option I don't hate him now but <laughs> back then it used to be serious <laughs> so um I, I definitely relate to your experience with your um with your brother as well um what were some of the chores or expectations of you in the house with your um sim- not only your siblings but the household as well um that's
1: a very good question um so other than the fact of looking after him looking after my sister making sure they i take them to school in the morning, making sure, like, their clothes are cleaned, are ready, uh, packed lunch. Um, I think over time, the more I came to a point where I earned money was the time where I have to, like, give some of those back. And so I became part of, like, what, the Sky Bills. I became part of the rent as well which I paid for on top of it um I think just just a a lot of things just Mm. kind of added up on top over time to the point that it's just I don't know how to describe it It just became like okay I'm just rolling with it it's
0: it's part of the job it's it's added on top yeah that's um that's hard (laughs) because um are you still at home
1: so yes, I am still at home um, I'm hoping to leave That is, that is my <laughs> hope um, Last year, that was actually my plan to leave But then obviously things has turned in a completely different way But yeah. um, I did move out mm-hmm. during my uh, university yeah. Which was, yeah, see, that was the hardest conversation <laughs> To convince my mom <laughs> <laughs> that I need to move out like I came up with so many reasons as to why it would be a beneficial for me, why it would be good for her yeah. why, what <laughs> things and again, I will not get up to um, the fact the fact I could cook I'm fine with this, the fact I would give her a call every week every day at this.
0: that is so funny I think a lot of girls go through that stage of having to convince your parents about this being about education and wanting to go. Surprisingly enough, when it was me, I did not struggle, thank God. My my parents are quite laid back in that sense. They were like, "Okay," they knew I was going. I've been telling them I'm not staying around here. I'm leaving. And I chose London and I never went back. Like I've been in London since 2013. And I was like, you lot are not seeing me again. And I can absolutely say that it has really improved our relationship. I think had I lived at home, we wouldn't have had the good relationship that we have now. So I think moving out absolutely roots for people that want to do it, if they can afford it, because I think it really does make the difference for people i feel you um I, i'm
1: that is so you're so lucky for that and mashallah um it's good that your parent was able to allow you to do that but i do hear you when you say it's been good for your relationship because mm. that time i was away for that good four years while i was studying has been now when i'm reflecting it's been actually the best time because not only did i got my own space uh, but whenever I came to see or whenever we did communicate over the phone, it was actually, it was a very pleasant relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Now that we, I've moved back. So I've moved back, back in 20, so i moved back, back in 2020. Uh, yeah. But my mom and my brother moved aboard because of my, my brother study. So I was with my sister for two years during the pandemic and then they came back at the very they came back at the very end of 2021 yeah so now they they've been with me for like that year and a bit it made me realize I actually need to go (laughs) I need to go because like Um, I, I could just see the difference between those years I was away versus like now that we are back and I feel like as well like you you change over time so like the Probably the time when I was younger could like handle that uh, being with my mom and my brother and my sister, but now like you have your you need your own space. You want to explore. You want to do certain things different. I really
0: want to decorate
1: like my space, and it's very
0: difficult to decorate. I think that's it. Little things like that, like Mm. you know what? What I absolutely love about not living at home is the fact that that I can go in the shower and there's no puddle of water because my brother seems to think he's in a swimming lesson every time he showers and it's just little things like that I think parents think that we move out to go and be wild to go and do this and that literally people move out just so you don't eat their food like people move out as little things as that sometimes
1: I agree it's the little things do you know how much I enjoyed making smoothie early in the morning without anyone being (laughs) like why are you making smoothie this time why are you (laughs) overrun at this time it's because I have energy now like I can do it now I want to do it now (laughs) but with everyone you have to think about oh what time is best to do this and that like you adjust into them basically Yeah,
0: their needs yeah that's very true um regarding your you have a sister um what's your relationship been like with her
1: uh so i would say when i was away in uni it was a little bit distant a little bit distant because i was away from her for a very long time so when Mm -hmm. i came back my new focus was like i want to be the best sister ever so i started like i think she got annoyed by me because like i'll be like let's go out let's do this and she's like nope i want to stay in my bed um mm-hmm. so i've been like working on that and then last year in 2022 she back in april she got diagnosed with leukemia and that made a, sort of a, a shift in a lot of different things around my life but then we became even closer if that makes any sense like I'm watching Love Island that's just because of her right now <laughs> That's <sweet. laughs> um but we yeah we became closer because like we with her being diagnosed it end up being a case where me and my mom have to be with her constantly all the time
0: I'm so sorry to hear about um about your sister's diagnosis um I'll be keeping you guys in my thoughts and prayers that she, um, all goes well with her and, um, you guys as well. Um, so how did that shift, um, your responsibility? Because now you went from being an eldest daughter that may, like, some, I feel like that her being diagnosed was added pressure on you and your mom how did you kind of switch from just going about your business and doing whatever you want or whenever you want to like having to focus your time and energy to supporting her and your mom so i i had
1: absolutely no social life um i had no social life last year at all um my schedule was all based on her it was all my schedule was all around her so it, it was it's difficult to like have any particular routine or anything because it would be around her hospital appointment who's currently staying with her um my work I have to like explain to because I work at two different places I had to kind of like explain whether I could get some time off whether I could work from home around this time um and then just try and navigate the first I seen the first week was the difficult week ever because I was in just I didn't wanna think. Mm. I just was like, what's next? Like, okay, so we in this hospital, what's next? Okay, we need to figure out uh, where money is coming in. We need to figure out like her clothes and everything. We need to figure out who's going to stay with her. We need to figure out um X, Y, and Z. So it was more focused on, like, what is the next action? What's the next priority? And I think now when I reflected back, it was me being in a very, um, what do you call it? There's a particular word for it, but it was me just being a very action kind of mode to try and not think too much, just making sure, like, everything works out and not for me to break down, but just yeah. making sure, like, who's looking after now my brother, who's going to take him – to school, um, although right now he's no longer, he's no longer at that age where I need to take him to school because he's yeah. in secondary now but like, who needs to make sure he wakes up because if no one doesn't wake up this boy yeah, <laughs> see, he, he will out. sleep in <laughs> <laughs> he will sleep in and he will just be like, oops I, I'm sorry I'm late <laughs> that, Yeah, that that is basically it so it was like mamooning around all of this and also he's currently in a sensitive year where he's in year 11 so Mm. he study he needs to actually do his study and the one thing that has not been on my list of things to do alhamdulillah is like i wasn't always in charge of his study because my mom would take an active role in that so Mm. like whereas i go to work she would make sure like it's your time to study here your time study there, and all I would do is just be like, How come you didn't study? Like, go and listen to mom, da, 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 da. you know, those arguments I'm being dragged into. Um, so I have to like make sure he actually does his study on top of that. Um, he goes to his tuitions, um, making sure he eats as well. Although he complained a lot about my food, he kept saying, like I'd rather want mom's food, and it's just like. I know you like mom's food, but currently she's not right here, so like pull up your big pants and just eat. <laughs> just literally eat, stop complaining, You're making ridiculousness. Yeah. Um So it was it was a very difficult year for all of us. And Alhamdulillah, I I'm at the point where my sister's finally coming to the end. because um, through leukemia they don't tell you what stage a person yeah. is in. The only thing yeah. they tell you is that they will be going through a certain circle where they give them intense chemo and intense yeah. medicine. And usually it's up to like four or five sort of chemo, uh, four or five sessions, four or five circles, four or five circles they give them. And in that circle, it's like maybe six or seven weeks or longer, depending on how she react to the chemo and now she's at her very last one which means like after this she will be able to go into uh i forgot the word for it now but she'll basically be going into normality in a sense where she doesn't have to constantly be in the hospital
0: okay amazing which is really good. good i'm so happy for you guys and um i pray that she continues um making recovery and healing from this um you spoke exactly. about yeah you spoke about how the first week um you were like basically tunnel vision not really looking after yourself etc um for edu- for other eldest daughters that may have may be experiencing this like being carers for maybe a sick parent or a sick sibling or someone like being a full-time carer how do you prioritize making sure that red one is good like it's all well and good looking after everyone else but you need to have something for yourself as well did you ever do that if so how so
1: I I recognized in the back of my head that the way I was going, so bear she got diagnosed in April, uh, all the way to September, I recognized um I need I need to do a check-in. Like the way I'm going is not really healthy for me, because I will just go and go and go and then with work I will try to put more pressure on myself to make sure like I'm catching up with work even though sometimes I feel like I'm going behind work um and then yeah see honestly I I broke down by September I recognized like in one particular week where I've made so many mistake and I could see myself making the mistake and I knew like no, 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 you're not meant to do that, you're meant to do that, but, like, my brain was, like, in such a fucky state, like, I I just couldn't comprehend what was, like, going on, and I then immediately realized I need to, like, leave, I need to leave, and I, then over that weekend, while I was staying with my sister for, I think, four days, I made a decision, I'm gonna take myself time out um i'm gonna go to bulgaria uh sounds like a random place but i have a lot of good friends in bulgaria (laughs) yeah (laughs) because also i i don't have um that much resource so i'm like i don't want to like overspend like myself in a place um so what's the next best thing like i love these people that i've made friends with in bulgaria so i'm gonna go and stay with them um and then I literally gave last minute notice to both of my workplace, which I feel really bad for that. But I was like, I really need to go because I I think I've burned out and I need time to just breathe. And I also told this to my mom as well. I literally sat down with her and was like, I need to go. Like my, my mind is just... It's not been healthy for me because I've not been looking after. So, like I said, I had no routine, like any routine that I wanted to start up with, like healthy ones where I like, okay, we'll go for my walk and this and that. It would not it would not stick for too long because then I have to be doing something else altogether. Um, So that time away has been really good for me where I've been doing endless walking. Um, been surrounded by people who love and care for me and made me realize, like, how I'm appreciated for that and also just how important it is to really look after ourselves. Like, by by the end of the day, if you take all of these away, you're you literally burning yourself down. You're not looking after your mental health or your well-being. Yeah. So I made a list of, like, a lot of different things I wanted to do uh, two of it was like i need to find a therapist and a counselor. yeah big one big ones and alhamdulillah it, they have been so helpful like all the feeling that i've been feeling the stress and everything it's been helpful and they've given me tools on what to do and they also made me realize like I there's a reason why i love nature is because it's been part of where it's so quiet mm-hmm. that I'm able to like reset yes. and looking after myself in the sense of making sure I go to sleep on time, um, actually clocking out at work at a specific time and not put more pressure on myself was like another like big win for me to recognize that. Yeah. Um, because that was one of the things like I would overdo or I would be like, don't worry, I'll work on Friday. Yeah. And. <laughs> It comes from us to see a good place because I really do love my work and I really like want a site to do really well, but it cool. wasn't good for me. Mm. Mm, it wasn't good for me. I, um, I sorry, I go
0: now, I was going to say I completely relate to that work accept, a- aspect because it's always like, oh, I have free time. Let me just do something. Oh, like, it's not going to take long. Let me just do this and then it adds up um i feel like you just you enjoy your job like but sometimes it's really important to have those boundaries and i think that's something that i'm definitely learning
1: it's it's a hard learn it, the boundary is a very hard thing honestly to yeah. learn um the the other thing that i found out um while I was speaking to my therapist uh, she showed me because I was I talked so much about what was going on was uh, this what hit me really hope is that I was grieving for the year of the things that I wanted to do so Mm -hmm. before 2022 came about with uh what I'm currently doing with my two jobs I had a plan where I was leaving this other job in 2021 and i was planning to stay with my friend in bulgaria in the beginning of january and i was gonna find a way to get to malaysia because malaysia is my altered place i want to live so that was like my plan in in basically for the last like three months of the end of 2021 and then out of nowhere the other place I was working at, U Press, was like, "Hey, we have a full time position opening here, and would you like to take it on?" And then I found another place through a friend who told me about the other organization I was working at. And then I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure." And then it 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 basically switched.
0: Yeah.
1: Then- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it literally switched because, like, I thought maybe this is what it's meant to be. Maybe a is like showing me like, okay, maybe it's not time yet to do that. Um, and I'm meant to be doing this. So I did that. And when I was like talking with her, she was asking me a lot of questions and I, it made me realize that part of me was actually really excited for that year of trying to do that because it was something for me. Cause I had been thinking, as I said, for a while, like I need to leave very soon. Uh, for the sake of our relationship uh, with my family and for the sake of my mental health, and also just for myself to be able to experience more because like you learn and you develop a lot more on your in your own place so that that
0: was a very interesting like conversation so guys, really therapists is actually helpful. We kind of let things go to the height and the peak of it like for us to finally be like oh my god I can't take this anymore before actually deciding to take steps to change things around first and I think one thing that I want us all to start learning is to not go to the edge before deciding to take time out and go to therapy like it's not healthy to let things get that bad before we feel like we're deserving of help or um, love and self care, etc. So I hope, <laughs> obviously, your circumstances were different and it was not something that you were expecting to happen. But I think I'm really happy and proud that you decided to step away from the situation just to get yourself back. Because I'm gonna assume that probably also came with a lot of guilt.
1: it it came with so much guilt honestly so much guilt but I think as you said it's it's necessary that we start to actually prioritize ourselves and as you said honestly like way before way before I knew in the back of my head for a very long time hey I should probably go to therapy like I should probably go but you know you keep hearing things where people are saying like it's not good there's a whole stigma against it but truly like it's just, it's good to check in. And it's something where you put yourself first and you have that space to let all out and get that support as well.
0: Exactly. I completely agree. And I think one of the other big issues that comes with eldest daughter life is the loneliness of it all. Um, Especially if you don't have the support, friendships, Um, family members that understand it can be very lonely going through all these things without anyone really knowing or understanding so I'm glad that you have had that space um to pack up your belongings and go to Bulgaria um and just live your life that's really nice to hear
1: yeah I I am truly really blessed to have them around um but you know what I realised? It, it. Alhamdulillah, they've came at a better time, if that makes it, it came at a very good time where, where I have them. Whereas before, I've, I've lost a lot of friends. Because, like, there's days I can't commit, I can't see you. It's because I'm looking after my brother. It's because I'm looking after my sister. It's because I promised my mom I would take her somewhere. It's because I'm doing this. Um... I can't, and people just didn't understand that. So having people who understand, sometimes you may have to like cancel last minute dot com, or you may have to prioritize your family. Uh, who understand that aspect of that responsibility that you have on top
0: is, is really important. Completely yeah. I agree, and actually, this um uh, recently we did a thread on Twitter regarding friendships building friendships with as an eldest daughter and how difficult it can be and because some of the a lot of the things are out of our hands and we don't really have much of a say um, especially when you're living under your um, family's roof you're kind of don't have a choice to be like no I'm not gonna do this or no I'm not looking after your child because Ultimately, you're depending on these people to give you shelter. Um, But I think also, like, it's really important to have boundaries and balance of, okay, I can't look after your kids every day, but I will help you Monday and Sundays. And just having that balance to be able to build relationships outside of the family, because that is also as important as the relationships we have with our family.
1: Definitely. See, can I tell you any interesting, interesting facts that I found out? Go on.
0: <laughs> Please do. I'm
1: sorry, it, it sounds a bit random, but um, it's no, just no, it, no. it, related to what you're saying. <laughs> did you know to make a friend, a really, really, really good friend, takes 200 hours? Really? <laughs> that,
0: is, that is such a fun fact. I'm going, I am so, <laughs> I love facts. <laughs> These, by the way, um,
1: really, 200 hours. Yeah, 200 hours. In order for it to, it, it makes sense if it I does. think about it. And, and if you think of the ones that you've made, like maybe good friends are either the ones is like around your work area or the ones mm-hmm. around your study area because you end up spending so much time with them. But if you spend less hours and less time with them, then you're less likely for them becoming good friends to just, friend
0: and then
1: just to acquaintance yeah yeah, yeah. i I, lo- I love reading so this was no. like an interesting fact
0: send me um, one uh, drop me <laughs> <laughs> you should do read once friday facts every friday you should drop all a <laughs> little facts on your newsletter. i will sign up
1: <laughs> <laughs> little facts from this book that i read um also they say the other thing they also said um in this book that the amount of people you can have close friendship with is very limited Mm. because your attention, because if it does take 200 hours and your attention is like, I have these five friends, let me pay attention to these five friends. Those are going to be your five friends.
0: Yeah. It does make sense because now I'm looking at my friendships and I can see that I can see that in my friendships on how like close I am with I think the closest of my friendships there's probably four of them that I will maybe talk to every day um mm. So it definitely, please send me more. I want to know. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> and um, thank you for thank you for dropping those. And you see, this this just goes to show how much time and effort it takes to build friendships, and how um our roles and responsibilities in the household can deprive us of being able to do those things for ourselves. So I think definitely prioritizing making friends is important. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um I'm still like hyper from the <laughs> fantastic one. Gosh. Um, and <laughs> I've lost my thought of questions. Um <laughs> you mentioned um you mentioned grieving, the like life, and if I heard you correctly. Um does it ever get to a point where you're you just think about things in the past where you're like, I really did miss out on this and um, because of my role?
1: I think that that's where it came from. Um when she was telling me, or right, do you know based on what we've been discussing? It sounds like you've been grieving because I I feel like I had these ideas, and bear in mind, um, one of the things that I want to do this year is actually try and go for the whatever's in my head, versus like the last few years where I've just like let it be in the back of my head. But um, one of the things I ultimately wanted to do was like move away, um, but move away to Malaysia, and it's been small steps leading up to it. The fact that I went there on my own before. Uh 2019 for two weeks, fantastic time, fantastic time. Also did really ridiculous stuff that I should not be doing. Um that put me in a lot of danger, but never gonna do that again. Um but things like the moment where I'm like reflecting back and I was like, oh, like this time last year would have been like the time I would be over there, or I would have been doing this, or I would been doing that, and the situation I'm currently in obviously makes it very difficult for me to to actually to actually even think like oh let me just do it regardless because it it's it's one of its own way where Allah has just obviously told me like I need to like look after my family right now um, but I do reflect and I do realize like I do wish. I could have done this I do wish I could have done that um, but it's it's not as easy as it seems so I do so I do reflect and ponder on that but what I do want to do this year is doing less of that and like little things of things that's been in the back of my head or wanted to do I go ahead for it and try not to feel guilty for not having done that if that makes sense. I feel like I'm rumbling
0: right now. No, no, that that makes a lot of sense because I feel like um, when when you realize or I've been living this life that I was kind of pushed onto me and it gets to a point where you actually want to start living the life that you want, it comes with a lot of guilt because you're like, oh, well, I'm moving on with my life and my family are still – like there and they might not be in the same space as me and it it shows in different parts of your life like big big one in how you spend money because I feel like I don't know about you but I feel really guilty for spending my own money I bought a bag like in September October around my birthday and to this day Ridwan every day I look at this bag I'm like I should sell this bag <laughs> because oh, was, no. like I didn't need to buy this bag the bag is too expensive da, 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 da. Mm. and then it's just like I look at myself I'm like what the hell you worked hard like why do you feel bad and when my siblings mm. things I don't think twice about giving it to them so why is it that I feel guilty for giving myself the myself the things that I didn't get earlier in life, you know, <clears throat> so I completely relate to to what you're saying there.
1: You you saying that is I feel like it's because we've been. It sounds bad when you say it this way. You've been programmed <laughs> yeah. to look after your family first. Every money or things goes goes right to your family. Um, to, even to the point that even if my mom does ask me for money, um, I never ask it back. I never, regardless, I I just can't, because also she's done a lot of amazing things like bringing me into this world and looking after me. Um, But you mentioned about your back. Do you know how guilty I feel about looking after myself, like going for a beauty day? (laughs) (laughs) And in the back of my head for a very long time, I feel like, oh, I always look after myself until um, this one person, I think it was back in November, not November, sorry, it was back in March, what had this epiphany, Uh, I was in this, um, what do you call it? I forgot what it was, it was like a workshop. Um, And the name of this person is Itism, Ride Within Me. So she has an amazing workshop. And in that workshop, she was talking about looking after yourself. In the back of my head, I was like, I always look after myself. But I never go like, if I go, if I try to do get my hair done, do this, I feel guilty. And she was like, hmm. But that, that means you're not looking after yourself. like why do you feel guilty for like looking for wanting to spend time on yourself, like for wanting to do a thing for yourself? And I, I sat down and I was like,, oh, she has a really valid question about that. And it, it's just it's uncomfortable because mm. yeah. like, we haven't done it. Like yeah. we've always put our family first. Exactly. So I think that was the first time where I did small bits and bits where I went to, what do you call it? Uh, I went to the salon, I got my nails done, small little bits and things here and there. Um, to the point, like even this Monday where my back was hurting, I didn't think twice. I was like, I'm going to go and get a massage. That's it. <laughs> so I, so I, I, felt, I felt like, and I remember when I was having that massage, I was like, oh, look at me, look at me. Like I've come quite far
0: yeah like, <laughs> I've, I've matured <laughs> i've
1: matured yeah i've done something but i do think it does come uh from the fact that we never done this for ourselves we've always put other things it's like giving ourselves permission mm-hmm. to do that is yeah. so important but Definitely. i i don't blame you like looking at the bag and you still feel guilty it, it t- i feel like it takes time it probably will take me time because i definitely have never spent like a large amount on a bag yeah oh, but the largest I have spent is on a jacket and it took me a while before I felt less guilty Yeah. About the jacket <laughs> I think
0: you weird because one of my best friends she the same this around the same time I bought the my bag she had bought a, another bag for herself and then when I went to her house she was like, "Oh, I bought this bag," and then I was like, "Oh, let 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 me see." She she was being very like, kind of trying to be. You know when your parents when you get delivery at home and you're being like secretive. She was being like that, and then I was I was like, "How much was it?" And then she was like, "Well, it was a lot." And then I was thinking, to, from from me to her, I was thinking, "It's your money. Like you work hard for your money. Don't feel bad for it." But she felt exactly how we're feeling about it. But looking from the outside, I was looking at her like, don't feel bad for spending your money. So I think it's definitely the thing that you're never, you were never encouraged to put yourself first. It's always family first, yourself second. And we see it in a lot of the older generation of like um, daughters and our moms, et cetera, because Every, everyone else comes first and they prioritize themselves the least sometimes. And I think that's the cycle that I hope we can break. I agree with you. You know
1: what? It just also remind me, you know. <laughs> so I did put, like, I think I spoke to you around this time as well, saying to you, oh, I'm getting a, a Hoover for my family. Um, and I realized I downplayed the cost of the Hoover who are
0: really expensive
1: they, they are... are really expensive
0: now what's going on you know I did that for sofas I thought sofas were cheap I don't know why but they're so
1: expensive but I remember like once I did buy it um and my mom was I said oh how much does it cost I didn't want to tell her that it cost me 150 what so I was like oh it it, it cost about 80 pounds which is like are you sure I was like yeah yeah, yeah, 80, 80 <laughs> You're just there like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> not knowing it's an investment. <laughs> exactly. Every time you walk past the Hoover, you're like, ah.
1: <laughs> but I think there's something in there where it's like you don't want that judgment of like your mom saying, like, okay, you've wasted quite a lot of money. You did not need to waste a lot of money in terms of that. So it's like to avoid that judgment, because I know that's what she would say hence why i was like oh it's just 80 pounds it's not a lot um but again i feel like those are the things that we definitely do need to like break that cycle where we should be able to feel comfortable saying like oh i spent that much money um because realistically it is that much money it's wireless hoover
0: there you go (laughs) you were not playing you were like we're getting the best of the best
1: uh, absolutely absolutely because also in my head this is this is where my logic is going now I'm thinking like three years ahead like four or five years I don't want to like purchase anything new that's gonna stay with us for the next few years that's the yeah. investment done um because I don't want to like purchase another thing so forward
0: thinking <laughs> that's true and it will last you I'm sure when you leave the house you're gonna leave it with them <laughs> so that's a gift to the house, and hopefully, they really appreciated it. Um, thank you so so much for joining me. Um, this conversation was really fun, and the highlight for me was definitely the 200 hours. Um, I'm going to tell that to everyone I know now. And um, do you have any questions for me? Oh, please don't don't put me on the spot with questions to ask you. Yeah, you know why? Because I feel like I'm always asking people questions. So if you don't, it's fine. But I just wanted to be like, if you have questions for me as an eldest daughter, you can shoot mm. that too. But uh, not, no worries at Actually, all. Actually, no, um, no I do have a
1: question. It was... <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, so say- you said uh, you officially moved out quite a while back. And how has how, it been mm-hmm. for you? I know you said it's been great, but if you touch up a little bit more on, like, your feeling being in London or by yourself.
0: Yeah, I think when I first moved um, for uni, um, because it was for uni, it didn't feel like home because half-term you would leave, you would come back, you had friends, you had uni friends. And then after graduation, I was like, you know what? this is going to be a permanent thing for me and that's when I started putting more time into friendships and I think it's because of my friends and why I have such a good time in London and I don't think it's I would say it's because of London itself but because of the people I have around me and I'm also lucky that if I get too stressed, if things get too much, I can pack my things and go to Yorkshire where my family are. But personally, I would say moving to London and moving out has been the best experience that it could have been for me because I don't think Home Girls would exist if I wasn't in London. Like it was the place where I met Hannah when we co-founded HomeGirls. I wouldn't have had the opportunity living anywhere else. And I think every day I just I'm just happy that I took that step. And you know what? I had the options of going to University of Bedfordshire or University of Westminster. And I chose Westminster. And I think that was one of the best decisions because it had such a ripple effect in all, every other aspect of my life. And all all but two of my good really close friends live in London now and having them there is like having second sets of family and sisters so yeah alhamdulillah I can't there's there's not much I'm gonna complain about obviously came with like hard stuff like when you're struggling with rent because you had just graduated and you were doing like a Eight pounds an hour job or something like that. (laughs) But I would say Mm -hmm. all of that was worth it. And I think the biggest struggle I had in London was financially, Mm. nothing else. Um I can say. It was always being a broke student and having to manage my money better or having to call my parents if I needed help, things like that. But I always say I would. It was worse being broke and being in my own space than having to go home, have money, and not being at peace or happy where I was. So yeah, that was my experience of moving out. I feel
1: like I should like clap my hand, be like, yay!
0: Thank you. And now my little sister, she's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm like, the hell you are. She wants to move to London. I'm like, no, you're not. She's only 16. (laughs) But Um,
1: she's seeing you moving
0: out. out. That's probably why she's like, yeah. The thing is, though, I feel like when I, obviously, I want things to be easy for my siblings. But I'm like, when I moved out, I had no one to navigate the things for me. Like it was literally from scratch, like a baby moving to the city. And I feel like if when it comes for them to do it, which I don't even think they will because they're too comfortable at home. Everything is done like for them, paid for them, etc. But I think I I find solace in knowing that when it's their time to take these steps and maybe going to university, going to um, find their way in life. I hope they do it because they actually want to, not because they're running away from anything in the house. Um, and but
1: that is also a yeah. good point to mention that because you definitely do not want to be in a stage where you're running mm-hmm. away, but actually you're making an active choice to want to move out. Yeah, it's a yeah. Thing, very very big difference.
0: Exactly. Yeah exactly so yeah and i'll be waiting for you to let me know when I, you, are you will be one of the so first
1: people um uh, <laughs> proudly to say that too um and i, I, can't, I, I can't wait, wait myself because really i think things. you know now you know when they say that stay with hardship comes ease well yes yeah, so mm-hmm. i feel like now mm-hmm. i can see that ease i can see that ease mm-hmm. like this time around coming into the hospital my so, As I said, my sister's been really lucky. Uh, Everything has gone well. She hasn't had, like, severe infection uh, with her leukemia. So Mm. we're at the stage where now we're just waiting for her to get the green light to go home. She even re-registered herself for university. Can I just say, my sister is really amazing. She re-registered herself for university um, yesterday. So now it's just like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. So um, (laughs) you're like my exactly exactly. exactly. (laughs) So I it making me realize like she is okay. There is no need for me to stick Mm. around because one of the things that popped into my head when this happened was like crap. I have to put everything on hold. And when we were speaking to the doctor, and Mm. they were like saying it's gonna take two to three years recovery. In the back of my head, it made me think, okay. I have to stay in this God's sake country for two to three years again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's coming. Your time to go wherever you want to end up. Inshallah, it will come and it will be so worth it. And no one's going to make you feel bad for it. I promise. Um, Even if they do, you're going to block your ears and not listen to them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a really fun episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And Ridwan, thank you so much again for coming back. Who knows, guys, we might have a third episode. <laughs> We're <With> random facts. <laughs> when she, when she ta- oh, my God, don't get me started. <laughs> well um who knows if when you do move out maybe you want to come back and talk about Mm. that experience um we can see how we can we can help other girls in their process as well but thank you very much
1: i appreciate it It, it's been a really good talk Mm. talking with
0: you honestly (laughs) it's been fun i really enjoyed it and um I will be back next week, guys. Thanks for now and bye.